Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. For each week, we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. Momentum is the possession of motion, requiring effort and time to stop it. Chiropractically, Momentum is the progress of dis-ease or health, requiring time and effort to stop it. The momentum of either health or dis-ease depends upon the survival values, which are material values requiring time to change. There is no process that does not require time. That was written by R.W. Stevenson over 100 years ago. And in today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding on why so many people we're talking millions of people visit the chiropractor on a regular and consistent basis, even though they don't have back pain or neck pain. As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tip. Now let the class begin. All right, for most of us, we live by the motto in life, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. This analogy works great for material things such as planes, trains, and automobiles. But as a chiropractor, I question the validity in the statement as it relates to the human body. Does that model really work for the human body that has more immaterial aspects to the physiology than the eye can see? We're talking about uh, trillions and trillions of cells working inside our body, and for all of those internal functions to occur in harmony, there's many things that can go wrong without the ability to see or perceive things going wrong. So can we really look at our health or well-being and believe for just a minute or even less that how our body is feeling is 100% correlated to how well it's functioning? In the previous episode, we just discussed that healing is a state of demand and supply taking place on the horizontal axis and how the restoration from 50% to 100% cannot be easily monitored like your iPhone screen giving you an idea of the amount of demand you can place on it in a given amount of time. You see, demand and supply within your body is measured through a currency of forces and energy in your well-being battery requires recharging or restoration on a daily basis due to the demand you put on it through use and stress. Unfortunately, our physiology does not come equipped with an energy percentage gauge for you to know how much supply is left in the tank of health. And for most of us, pain is the gauge that people use to monitor how much demand can be placed on the body before the model, don't fix it if it's not broken, comes into play. So pain is a poor yardstick to measure the currency on how much health is left in your bucket of well-being. 
then we can understand from a logical perspective why so many people visit the chiropractor on a regular basis even though they don't have neck or back pain or headaches that are affecting their daily activity of living. People who choose to see the chiropractor consistently are applying the principles of a proactive approach to their quality of life. They see that stress and demands placed on their health and well-being diminish the supply of healing and restoration from within. They don't wait till they experience pain such as back pain, neck pain, or headaches to tell them that they've reached their outer limits of adaptation to the stress that they're under. Instead, they take a proactive approach to their quality of life through repetitive ways of keeping the internal energy high and free of physical interference, no different than you charging your phone daily due to the demands that you place on it. Or if you're in the car and you plug your phone in because the outlet's right there and you're ready to recharge it from 90% to 100%. So to be physiologically correct, pain is a great indicator that outer limits of adaptation to stress are being met. And if you're in pain from a lack of adaptation, then I professionally recommend to listen to your inner signs that something needs changing or attention. But to be philosophically correct, pain is a horrible indicator of letting you know that something is dysfunctional. And if, if it's a poor indicator letting you know that something is dysfunctional, over time, that deviation away from function can get worse and turn into bigger problems that require more fixing from the outside in. So applying the physiological facts with the philosophical principles can turn your well-being into a well-oiled machine that's adapting to the day-to-day -day demands when you combine the two. You see, time is always a factor in all aspects of life. There is no thing in this world that does not require time or no thing that's not affected by time. You see, time affects planes, trains, and automobiles, and it also affects our physiology. So rather than waiting to use pain as an indicator that dysfunction has occurred because it's the last thing to show up and the first thing to disappear, try using time as an indicator that deviation away from wholeness or complete function has transpired from the day-to-day -day demands that you're placing on your body. You see, time can be a great metric for which way the pendulum is swinging right now with your quality of life whether it's swinging towards wholeness and restoration or whether or not it's swinging towards dysfunction and dis-ease like R.W. Stevenson talked about. You see, people who visit the chiropractor consistently are using time as their primary indicator for restoration compared to using symptoms such as headaches, neck pain, or back pain as indicators on when to visit the chiropractor. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that everyone who visits a chiropractor on a consistent basis doesn't have some sort of symptom. It just means that they're not using that as their key indicator on when to visit their chiropractor. You see, symptoms are a part of life and they affect all of us. And actually, I tell my clients when they do have symptoms, sometimes that can be a good physiological response that they need to hear. I feel like there's a, uh, there's a 
plethora of people out there that aren't experiencing the symptoms that they need to experience. So understanding the process of demand uh, from stress and supply from restoration, having a breaking point, and that breaking point is where the chiropractic adjustment can come in. You see, chiropractors only pay attention to something that needs correction or something that needs help or what we term um, dysfunctional at that spinal cord level, regardless of whether or not that state of dysfunction has a state of symptomology with it. You see, uh, symptoms uh, most of the time appear well after the state of dysfunction has been there for quite some time. And so people that visit the chiropractor on a regular basis when they have no back pain or neck pain understand that if they want to see results from uh, the big M or momentum, they need to focus on consistent action over time due to the physiological fact that pain is often the last sign to show up and the first sign to disappear in the linear spectrum of well-being that our body expresses restoration on. So focusing in on time and momentum swinging the pendulum towards health and wholeness based on the consistent action taking place is a proactive approach to well-being. And regular chiropractic care can be in that proactive approach. It can be utilized on a consistent basis, no different than eating healthy or exercising on a consistent basis. Regular chiropractic care in an asymptomatic model of care can be very proactive. And it can be proactive due to the fact that dysfunction can and does occur without pain being relevant in the consumer's awareness. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As BJ Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. 
risks associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.